Hey, folks, Tom and Keith, and we want to send a big shout-out to the Dunlap Champions Club, which has been the sponsor of Front Row Knowles podcast for some time now. Hopefully during the 2017 season, you got a chance to sample it. I know on the field, the season may not have gone the way you wanted, but uh, off the field, the experience remained top shelf inside the Dunlap Champions Club. Without question, the, the ability to go to a ball game, to, to be inside when it's hot, to have refreshments, food, drink, those types of things. And you and I both, Tom, have talked about, uh, particularly during this semester, school semester, We've been in there for other functions, and certainly many of our listeners uh, should have the opportunity and will have the opportunity to be there for other than football games. If you're a member, you've got that opportunity on Friday nights prior to the game. You can do things on Sunday. It's uh, obviously attached to the University Center Club. Uh, it's a great all-around venue for anything that's going on during the weekend. It was built with 365 days a year function space or functions in mind. I'll, I'll remind you that uh, next year, 2018, Seven home games on the schedule, including Virginia Tech, Florida, and Clemson. Plant that little seed. Now, if you want more info, go to fsuclubseats.com or fsuchampionsclub.com. And now, without further ado, Front Row Knowles. Broadcasting live from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in the capital city of Tallahassee, this is Front Row Knowles with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener, online at ctf.nu. Now, here's Tom and Keith. I know Tom Block makes fun of me all the time, but every time I hear that song, it just takes me back to uh, those teenage years and those high school years of the 70s with the Doobie Brothers. Keith Jones here with you. You're listening to uh, Front Row Knowles right here on 97.9 ESPN, and and Tommy is away. Matthew, Tommy is away. I guess we have to play if Tommy is away. Is that the way that works? Ah, you're just shaking your head at me. Don Block, uh, as you may well know, we've talked about it. Uh, he and I both have regular employment, despite how lucrative this one-hour show is here in the Tallahassee marketplace. Uh, we have to work for a living somewhere else, and Tom is away uh, with his duties at the uh, Florida State Foundation. Uh, so you're stuck with me for uh, the next uh, 59 minutes or so as we talk about all things FSU and maybe other things. Uh, I'm going to bring on uh, our uh, producer, uh, Matthew, real quick. and uh, Matthew, you've been watching the Olympics? You've been watching the Olympics? No, sir. I haven't seen much of it. I saw Sean White last night, but that was it. I saw uh, I saw uh, the young lady, uh, Kim, uh, Chloe Kim, uh, the night before. That's about as much as uh, as uh, Kathy and I have been able to stay up to watch. Starts about 8 o'clock. My bedtime's about 9. It's a very narrow window in there. Uh, by the way, to uh, you, Matthew, and to uh, my wife, Kathy, and to everyone, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, hopefully, guys, uh, you did your duty. Uh, is it is it fair probably politically incorrect to say that uh, this is really the ladies day and uh, the men need to be getting uh, off of their you know what's and doing what they're supposed to all i know is you didn't give me a card when he walked in so. uh, and that's not going to happen ever in your lifetime so just get used to it kathy and i enjoyed uh, dinner we 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 splurged last night matthew we splurged uh we went and got pizza and and you know how many other couples, middle aged and older couples, were in there with us? At least ten. We saw five, five, four couples that we knew. There were five or six other couples. Uh, I'll let the, the restaurant remain nameless. They don't spend money with us. But it was absolutely amazing to be sitting there about seven thirty with all these uh, middle aged to older aged married couples in there eating pizza uh, on their romantic of St. Valentine's Day uh, dinner. It was quite interesting. Um, before we get started with anything, the men's FSU men's golf team pulled off something this past weekend I've never heard of before. Uh, I believe it was the first tournament that the men's team was playing in. It was a Mobile, Alabama, 16-team tournament, FSU and 15 other teams. And FSU won the tournament by 16 strokes. Was Tiger playing? Was the old Tiger somewhere around? What's going on here? Absolutely amazing. Ellis and Lee, the, the, the top two players for Florida State, finished 11 under each, which netted them a tie for first place. And uh, the FSU men's team won the tournament by 16 strokes. Uh, I've never heard of such. Speaking of never heard of such, we've got a basketball game tonight. Uh, Florida State taking on Clemson. We'll have the opportunity to talk with our Seminole insider, uh, Lane Hurd, a little later and uh, pontificate upon what we think might happen. Uh, tip at 7 o'clock tonight in the Tucker Civic Center. Uh, obviously, FSU struggling a little bit. They've lost three of the last four, two of the last two. <coughs> Pardon me. I know I've been there. But, Matthew, you looked this up for me because I thought I had misread it. But FSU is actually favored 
over Clemson by four and a half points tonight. What? How does that happen? I can only imagine it's because they're at home. That is unbelievable. FSU uh, taking on Clemson. Clemson ranked number 11 or number 12, depending on the poll. Number 11, yes, sir. And uh, they're second in the ACC in terms of standing. I believe they're 9-3. and three. And uh, they've won 20 games, 21 games. Uh, they are playing without uh, one of their top players in uh, Dante Grantham, I believe his name is, uh, who is out. Uh, but they are playing lights out. And for FSU to be favored, uh, I don't know if that's a testament to FSU's winning streak or, or, or home uh, percentage winning streak over the last couple of years or whether the odds uh, makers have just gone crazy. Either way, either way, it'd be a good ball game in the Tucker Center tonight uh, as FSU takes on the Clemson Tigers. I'm not sure I'm ready to call this a must win. Uh, I'll process that a little bit more as we get a little closer to it uh, as we tape uh, Front Row Knowles today during the lunch hour because of uh, my duties there and Tom being away. Uh, But uh, I I think certainly when you're playing a team twice within two weeks, uh, getting the first one is very, very important. And FSU has five remaining games in the ACC schedule, two of them scheduled against Clemson, uh, home and away. And certainly taking on the Tigers and defeating Tigers is something that um, we might get to the point where we're saying it's a must win. Uh, Coach Sue Simmerall and her lady uh, Knowles, the, the women's team, uh, have responded uh, really well from uh, their defeat uh, over the weekend uh, past against, uh, uh, was it Notre Dame they played that was so highly ranked when they came in? Uh, and they've been playing very, very well. Uh, and uh, what do you think, what do you make of the, um, uh, the selection preview show that we now have for men's basketball? Uh, much like the uh, college football playoff committee announcing their top four picks in the week weeks leading up to their final determination. Uh, we now have the, the top 16 that was released last Sunday. Uh, Clemson, by the way, was the number three seed in that early projection. Uh, Florida State nowhere to be found, appropriately so. Uh, and depending on who you talk to and what you read, uh, FSU may be anywhere from a seventh seed to a tenth seed if they get in at all. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so you've got men's and women's basketball. You've got uh, the FSU golf team. I'm sorry, there seems to be some elephant in the room room that I'm omitting that's coming up shortly here. Is there some other sport that's fixing the launch that I've forgotten about? Oh, yeah, baseball. Baseball. Mike Martin and uh, the Seminoles opened their uh, 2018 campaign uh, on Friday. And uh, we'll have Coach Martin a little later in the show, scheduled to be with us, 11, as he's affectionately known. Uh, You know how long I've known him, Matthew? 30 plus years. Let's see. He's going into his 39th season as the head coach, and I knew him before he was a head coach. <laughs> so a long, long time. So we'll be talking with uh, with 11 uh, a little later on in the program. All right. We've set the stage. Uh, this is what in radio parlance we call segment one. Coming back after the break, uh, we'll reach out uh, to our Seminole insider, Lane Hurd, and uh, he's subbing for one Tim Linnefelt. But before we go, I will remind you that uh, you need to head down to College Town. Attached to Centrale, we now have the Ice Cream Sweet Shop. Uh, Madison Social and and that group has opened a sweet shop. Exactly what I need right there in Centrale. Exactly what I need. And we remind you that uh, for the table delivery app is now available. You can download it now. And all the things that Matt and those guys do down at uh, that group uh, of um, eateries, restaurants, and entertainment venues is absolutely unbelievable. We encourage you to go down and visit them. Tell them that Keith and Tom sent you. Uh, that helps us when we come time to negotiate with them if for any increase in advertising rates or whatever we do whenever we do it. Stay with us. We'll be back right here on Front Row Knowles. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener. Online at ctf.nu. Here's Tom and Keith. Welcome back, everybody. Keith Jones on Front Row Knowles. uh, Driving solo. Tom Block is away. Uh, so therefore, I am in need of assistance immediately. So we're going to reach out on the Earl Bacon Agency hotline, the Earl Bacon Agency, ensuring your future together. Invite our Seminole insider, Lane Hurd, in to join us. Lane, how's it going? 
It is going great, Keith. I am literally sitting under a palm tree out at our beach volleyball courts right now, so I don't think it gets a whole lot better than that. I understand. I understand. We've got a number of the spring sports that are doing well, and, I, and I'd be remiss if I didn't start. We I talked about this in the first segment. I've never heard anything like this in my life. FSU men's golf team wins their opening tournament by 16 strokes in Mobile, Alabama. Have you ever? No, it happens occasionally, and it's just everyone kind of was playing well. Harry Ellis and Jamie Lee, both, uh, they tied for the tournament title, had two other guys in the top ten. Certainly the, the way you want to uh, open the season, and they'll be at home out at Golden Eagle next weekend, so chance for some, some locals to go out and uh, catch this team. Yeah, that, this next term is what, the Seminole Invitational, is that what they call it? That is correct. Oh, and played at Golden Eagle, and uh, obviously admission is free. You can hang out and walk a few uh, holes and watch some of these kids play. They're, they're quite amazing. Uh, the dust has settled, and uh, a little later on, we're going to have uh, Tom Block's uh, interview Q&A with Willie Taggart, Florida State's uh, head football coach. But the dust has settled. Uh, what, what's the final takeaway uh, from National Signing Day from your perspective? Man, for me, it has to be the amazing job that Willie Taggart and the staff did in putting uh, a class together kind of out of nowhere. I mean, if you would have asked people in the fall after the early signing period you know, what this class would look like, I think a lot of people have been like, hey, if we can squeeze into that top 20, that, that would be phenomenal. That would be great. Well, he did better than that. He's top 10, top 11 consensus with this class. A lot of talented kids. A, a group of wide receivers, five wide receivers, I think. I I think fans can be nothing but ecstatic about what Coach Taggart was able to do with this class. I, we did not talk about this ahead of time, so I'll, I will give you um, a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card if you don't know the answer off the top of your head. But of the early signing period, guys, how many came in early? Uh, I know last year uh, there were a number of kids that registered in uh, January and started early. Uh, who, who are the early kids or how many early kids in this class? I want to say two or three. I'm not 100% sure on that with, it, with, with, with this class. And it would be unusual for them to come in early the way the coaching staff wasn't settled and that type of thing. So even 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 two or three of them making that commitment is uh, uh, quite a, quite an outstanding number if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that just shows that, you know, as Coach Taggart said before, I think some kids are going to go to FSU. It doesn't matter who's who's the head coach. They just – FSU is that dream school, and they're coming no matter what. You know, hey, we love those kids, that's for sure. Tom and I have talked about this. Uh, I get your opinion. Uh, did not sign a quarterback. Had one quarterback targeted. Uh, that quarterback did not sign with Florida State. So essentially in this class as it sits right now, uh, no scholarship quarterback in the 2018 group. Uh, problem, no problem, uh, maybe a problem. Where do you fall? Uh, it's not a problem if the three guys that are here stay healthy. And when, you know, one of them is DeAndre Francois gets healthy it becomes a problem if you have a couple of injuries and then all of a sudden you start you know wondering about that that depth chart but i think you know i think you have two guys who we've seen play in deandre francois and james blackman who i think fans would be very happy with seeing on the field and another guy in bailey hockman who a lot of people are saying is a great fit for what taggart offense wants to do so if you if you're healthy then I don't think you have any problems at all. You go get you go get two guys in this 2019 class, and plus it allows you to really pursue those guys that you want because you look at the it becomes a selling point to the 2019 class that hey we didn't get a guy last year you know you come here you're going to be that guy and have that opportunity. I think it's interesting, and I am one of the ones that agrees with the comment that you made that Hockman might be a very good fit for this um, Taggart, uh, are we going to call it the West Coast offense? Is that what we're going to name it, I guess, uh, and, and mimic uh, what uh, it was called down at the University of South Florida? But that being, the, the quarterback is called upon to do a lot of um, RPOs, run-pass options, and, and he will run the football some, but this is not a true option attack where the quarterback might run the ball 20 or 25 times uh, in, in any given ball game. Is that your understanding and what you're perceiving and getting ready for as we uh, get ready for spring practice? Yeah, that's I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think Coach Taggart has said he wants chunk plays. He wants to put pressure on the defense. He wants to go vertical. He wants to hit those big plays down the field. I think you've seen that with his 
with his teams, yes, they will absolutely take the the, the gainer from, from the quarterback. But in the end, he wants his quarterback throwing that ball 20, 30 yards downfield and, ma- and making those big plays. And the best way to do that is to be able to get your quarterback outside the pocket, be able to use those RPOs in a way that stretches the defense, puts pressure on the defense, and creates those mismatches that you see, especially in college. Florida State's uh, defensive side of the ball, um, I think the strength of the defensive side is going to be obviously the defensive line. A number of upperclassmen uh, that uh, are, are, have got great experience. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited about what this defense can be turned loose and done. Um, uh, and, and, and I don't know how much we'll be able to see of it in the spring because I don't know how much they'll be throttled back because you don't want to kill your offense, you know, getting ready in spring ball. Uh, but I, I'm really excited beginning up front with what this uh, 2018 Florida State defense may look like. KJ, I love those defensive tackles. If you look at, you have three guys who could no doubtedly start almost anywhere in the country in Wally Ame, DeMarcus Christmas, and then Fred Jones, and then throw in Marvin Wilson, who everyone has, has raved about and looks like he could be a star in the making. little stat about DeMarcus Christmas, and I asked him about this too, but according to Pro Football Focus, he did not miss a single tackle last year. You're That's kidding. an incredible stat. To, to me, especially with what those guys have to go through up front. So, I mean, th- those guys can, can get it done. And then obviously those, those ends coming back and Burns and Kando, you know, depth might be a little bit of an issue on the end, but they also address that with this 2018 recruiting class as well. Well, if you want a clinic on missed tackles, uh, go to YouTube and put 1980 Orange Bowl. The, the orange ball that was paid after the 1979 season uh-huh. and look for for a white jersey with a number 28 on the front and back uh the name jones on the back <laughs> by the way and watch how many times i miss jc watts in a single ball game it's an absolute classic uh expose on how not to tackle a quarterback uh, we'll keep that uh, footage away from the uh, the players. We'll try to make sure that they don't see any of that. Don't what, want to uh, whatever whatever reputation I, I may have had or could have had would be absolutely gone if that footage got in the eyes of anybody in today's time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> changing gears real quick, um, uh, Coach Sue and the the women's team. Uh, great turnaround from. I won't call it the debacle, but at least the embarrassment against Notre Dame. They're back on track and and, uh, trending very well. We've got the uh, women's ACC tournament coming up in a couple of weeks, and I I think the Knowles are are poised very well uh, on the women's side of the hard court. Your thoughts? I would agree. Coach Sue, once again, has done an amazing job. They they just don't have the depth that, that they would like over there, but those players that they have, they are talented and good. And she has them playing well. You know, they stubbed their toe a, a little bit, had to lick their wounds, but they came back from that, played very well, got a huge road win at Miami. And it's very tough to go on the road in the ACC on the women's side, just as it is the men's. And, yeah, I think I think they could position themselves to get potentially a, a free seed in the NCAA tournament with uh, if they can get through this, uh, this stretch. And if they can do that, then... Yeah, watch out. They could do some damage. Well, and speaking of three seed, uh, changing gears again, back to the men's side. Uh, right now, Clemson, based on the Sunday projection show, Clemson projected as a number three seed. They come into Florida State tonight in the Tucker Center, ranked 11 and 12 uh, on each of the polls. And, and, I, and I had Matthew double-check this because my old eyes uh, play games on me, but uh, FSU is actually a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Clemson tonight. Can that be? Have you seen anybody have success on the road in the ACC? <laughs> it does not happen very often. I guess that's the explanation. Yeah, because, I mean, almost everybody in the ACC, with the exception, I'd say, of Pittsburgh and Wake, are probably going to be favored over most anybody at home. That's just the way this season's gone. And it's just uh, a road win in the ACC is almost like getting, getting, getting two. Now, FSU, uh, with five remaining ACC games, uh, I'm not quite ready to call this a must-win, but it's pretty darn close. Your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts, I thought about uh, this a lot, knowing that we're going to be doing this today, and I, I say they need to finish the stretch 3-2. and two. Now, they have Pitt, and they have Boston College at home. I don't want to call those wins, but I think those are must-wins, which means they either need to be Clemson at home tonight, 
or on the road in, a, in another week and a half, or NC State on the road. And I think three and two will get you at 500 in the ACC, and you only lost one game non-conference. I, I think that's uh, that's going to put you in in the dance. Uh, and, and I hope you're right, and we're going to hold you to that. You're going to be held accountable to that, Lane. Uh, All right. I, yeah, yeah. If people, uh, if people go to Seminoles.com, what else can they find there uh, about Florida State Athletics? Well, let's see. we got a huge home weekend. We've got baseball opening day against Xavier and an incredible, incredibly talented starting rotation led by, of course, Tyler Holton, who, who came back to Tallahassee. So you don't want to miss out on baseball season starting. You got softball opening up tonight against FAMU with their their home opener, I should say, and then they have a huge weekend with Minnesota and Michigan coming town as part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and those are two of the best teams in the country, at least and in the Big Ten. So that'll be a great test for softball, and then women's tennis has their military appreciation match on on Saturday at Scott Spiker Tennis Center. It's a, a great event. They're unveiling their. Uh, Scott Spiker Memorial on Friday afternoon, so that'll be there for for all the fans to see for the first time as well. And it's it's a pretty special event, pretty unique, and and a pretty cool thing if you have a chance to get out to it. Well, Lane, you began this by admitting that you're uh, out by the beach volleyball courts underneath a palm tree. Are are you on a blanket? Or are you laying down in a chair? Does your drink have an, uh, an umbrella in it? What what's the latest as we wrap this up? I'm sitting on a metal bench holding a sticky note with some of my notes for this and i do have to shout out the beach volleyball team because and i'll you know with all due respect to the, some of the great teams that we have here they they may be, may be the best of the bunch and they they begin their season in a couple weeks and hopefully there'll be a chance to uh, talk more about them and and their quest for a national championship well folks there's our seminole insider lane and we always as always appreciate your insight thank you brother Thank you, KJ. All right. Uh, and when we come back, next segment, after the break, uh, we're going to have a, a sit-down interview that Tom Block did a little earlier with Coach uh, head coach uh, Willie Taggart at the National Signing Day. So stay with us. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back right after this. Front Row Knowles on 97.9 ESPN Radio is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Now, back to Tom and Keith. Welcome back, everybody. Keith Jones with you. Tom Block is away. The uh, regular job duties, as we talked about in uh, segment number one. Obviously, we're coming off of a very exciting week for Florida State football with National Signing Day, NSD, uh, just uh, uh, coming past. And one of the things that's unique, in fact, let me editorialize a bit. One of the reasons that Tom and I call this show Front Row Knowles is because we have the unbelievable opportunity to be involved up front with a number of things. Uh, basketball, football, baseball, it doesn't matter. One of the things that Tom was able to do last week is to MC the National Signing Day Party out at the Antique Car Museum uh, on Wednesday and uh, introduce and talk with the coaches, uh, have the coaches talk about the players. And one of the things that Tommy did during that time frame is sit down and have a one-on-one uh, Q&A, if you will. What an interview, Q&A with Coach uh, Willie Taggart. And that's the kind of access that we're privileged to have. And part of the reason why we love doing this show is sometimes we can bring some inside stuff that maybe you were there, maybe you heard about it, maybe you need to hear it again. Uh, but uh, in this segment, uh, we've uh, taken the, the interview part, condensed it a little bit, edited it a little bit. Thank you, Matthew. And uh, I want you to have a look and a hear to uh, Tom's conversation with new Florida State head coach Willie Taggart on National Signing Day. What is your first Florida State football memory? Um, I think when it just comes to mind, I would have to say uh, Charlie Ward, back when Charlie Ward played. You know, uh, me being a quarterback um, and and Florida State winning a lot of ball games back there and and Charlie doing his thing and and winning the Heisman Trophy um, inspired me as a young man to continue to play the position and, and try to do what he did one day. Did you punt, too? No, I didn't punt. <laughs> didn't punt. We didn't have to punt much. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Will that be the case going forward? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I mentioned you've been on the job two months in a day, so I'm curious about what this. What, what's been the most challenging aspect thus far, given that you had to hire a staff, you had to pick up the pieces on a recruiting class and piece it back together, you had to move your family across the country, and then on the few nights that you probably have slept in Tallahassee so far, you had to figure out where exactly you're sleeping because you probably don't even know where your house is. Um, I would say all of it was challenging, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was all fun. You know, it was all part of the process. Uh, I'm, I'm a type of guy that loves challenges and, and um, moving my family. Um, it's probably like second time in, in a year, actually third time in a year. Uh, moved my family across the country. Um, that part was challenging, you know, at least the first time. The second time, once I got the job at Florida State, it wasn't as challenging. They were coming now, you know, so uh, we got them back here really quick. And uh, But I think trying to get the family adjusted and understanding where to go, trying to hire a really good staff for, for all of us um, here um, and, and a good staff that's going to help take care of our players. Uh, was really important to me, and, and it was it was important that I don't rush and just get anybody to come here, but get guys that's gonna uh, not just good football coaches, but guys gonna help our young men um, grow into men. And so it was important that I take my time and get the right fit, and uh, get the guys that uh, kind of like myself, like Odell, uh, like Greg, and, and really all of our staff, guys that want to be here. You know, and it was important that they be here and and continue their coaching career here at Florida State University. So, so in the hours after you took the job, or maybe it was on your flight here even before your introductory press conference, did, did you sit down and hash out, okay, I've got to have a staff in place by this date, or, or I need to hit the road and recruit for the first eight days and then worry about this? I mean, how did you prioritize and handle that? Well, this, this uh, move was totally different because uh, we were still playing the game. We were still practicing. So... Um, I had an opportunity to evaluate our, our football program, our team, and the way they practice, how they do things, and, and that helped with the decision. That helped decide on who should coach our guys and who shouldn't, you know, um, again, about having the right fit for our players. You know, so I think that helped me tremendously, just being able to evaluate the football team um, leading up to that. And, and, and for me, we're going to try to, what we tried to do in the recruiting standpoint was um, hold on to the guys we had committed. And then the guys that wasn't committed, we wanted them to hold off until today. You know, we figured we can hold them off. I can get a staff in here and we can get on the road and recruit, build those relationships and um, get a good recruiting class in here. And, and luckily we were able to hold off some guys that was very interested in Florida State and get a staff in here that, that loves recruiting, you know, and, and our guys got in here and hit the ground running, you know, none of us, I've been here long enough to tell you anything about Tallahassee right now because we we all been on the road. But uh, I really uh, give credit to our staff and our support staff on all the work they've done uh, these last couple of months. I know everyone threw it back on me, but our, our coaches and, and our, our support staff and our wives um, uh, played a big part in, in what happened. We're going to hear from all your assistants, on-field assistants, in just a little bit. But, but, but as we're talking about support staff and whatnot, I, I believe you're – I know they're on staff. I'm not sure they're attendance. But your strength coach, your, uh, your director of football operations, are there a couple folks you'd like to introduce real quick? Uh, a couple? <laughs> I, I shortchanged a lot of folks there. I, I realize that. Well, I, I would just ask the entire support staff if they'll stand up, and, uh, and we'll all give them a round of applause for the job they've done. Can I add something? Sure. I would like for us all to uh, give our president another round of applause. He is 1-0 when it comes to a recruit that we have here. Uh, <laughs> we, had a young, we had a young man sit down with our president. Uh, we thought it would be really important that he sit down with our president. And uh, President Thrasher did an unbelievable job with him. And, the young man came a long ways from home. He was really impressed, and he felt like this was home after coming out of that office. So appreciate you, President Thrasher. 
I want, I want to dig a little deeper on the process of putting together your staff because, and, and we'll meet them, but there's a, you know, half the staff, handful of guys that have been with you at, at uh, you played with them in college, they've been on your staff, but, but others have not been. And so they're literally coming in and I'm not sure that they knew one another when you're bringing somebody from Michigan State and, and somebody's coming from Oregon and, and from all different places. So how did the, how did the coaches mesh so quickly? Well, um, I think when you put good people around other good people, it's kind of easy, easy to mesh with each other, you know. And uh, like I say, not only do we have good guys on the staff, we have guys that want to be here and um, guys that want to be a part of the, the plan, be a part of the vision um, that I have for our football program. And um, it's been great to see as the head coach, seeing these guys. Again, we haven't had a lot of time around each other. But to see these guys, I, I will say this. The way that we did, the way that we recruited kind of helped because it was almost like staff recruiting. It was hardly ever any one person going anywhere to recruit. It was like two or three coaches at a time uh, recruiting and just felt that um, you can kind of kill two birds at one time, with one stone really, by um, allowing coaches to be on the road with each other recruiting. They get to know each other while they're on the road and then they get to get the job done too of recruiting the player. So, uh, we kind of killed two bone, uh, two birds with one stone, and um, it was it was great to see our guys interact with each other because you see them on the road, and then when you see how they interact on the weekends, it's like man, we haven't been around each other, but guys are really hitting it off with one another. And I think our players see that as well. The recruits see that, and um, it's been very beneficial to our football program. I want to ask you about social media now because. Uh, it's different to see the coaching staff so active on social media. And I know you addressed this a little bit today. Uh, you know, so your new school and that you're on social media, but then you had this signature every time you got somebody to commit to you, and it was ring, 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 which feels old school, like a phone. That's what I call lethal simplicity. <laughs> but, but just what is your philosophy about social media, both uh, you know, as a coach and, and also you know, for your team? Well, um, I think with social media, I mean, I think we all know how that's changed everything. It's not like it used to be, and, um, and, and social media, media have changed everything in, in all of our lives, you know, and, and as we live and things change, we got to change with it. If you don't, you get left behind, and recruiting has become a big part of the social media, um, both, I mean, from all different aspects. Now, I can't do them all. I probably have them, but I can't do them all, the one that I'm pretty sharp on is Twitter. I can I can deal with Twitter. Anything after that, I'm going to be in trouble. So I try not to use it or touch it so I don't get myself in any NCAA violations. I know all the rules when it comes to Twitter. So I just stick with that. But um, it's so important now because you look at all the young people. Um, they're on social media all the time. You, you can't go anywhere without seeing anybody on their phone. And it's instantly. It's, something there so um, that's a way of contacting a lot of the prospect that's how a lot of those guys communicate which is social media so it's so important that we educate ourselves on it and not only educate ourselves on it be pretty pretty sharp with it too and using it you know and using it to uh, uh, propel our football program and, and, and our staff and, and not, not only that in recruiting I also think it's a great opportunity to give our fan base some information as well for those that, that didn't follow along today, and that's probably uh, not anybody in this room, you guys are here, you probably were following along, but I, we hadn't seen this done before. Every time that a letter of intent came in, the tweet goes out with the picture and the name and the stats and the song that the player chose. So is it, have you done that previously? I mean, that seems to be fair, at the front of the, maybe at the cutting edge or the front of the curve compared to what other programs are doing. Uh, we did something similar like that in the past. I'll do something with area code or a certain verse um, this year um, kind of did a verse or a, a line out of a, a song that the players like, you know, and um, just did something to welcome them to our program, let them know how much we appreciate them and let them know that um, uh, we know a little bit about them too and the songs that they like. And I will tell you this, some of those lyrics, <laughs> wow. <laughs> some of the things I couldn't tweet yeah. They're like, no. Well, I, I was worried when you got asked. I mean, I was pleased. And he was, if you didn't see his, his remarks at the press conference, you were asked what your song is. And I was just happy that it was sort of old school and I recognized oh, it. Yeah. So, 
share with the group. Oh yeah, I started the day off. Um, I think I left the house about 5:20 this morning and um, turned on um, iTunes and my phone and um, had to listen to my man Phil Collins in the air tonight. <laughs> Start signing day off the right way, baby. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I asked you this the first day I met you, and people have gotten to, to hear you say this uh, because you say it frequently. Have a great day if you want to. Mm -hmm. What's the genesis of that? Well, it's a choice. You know, we all have a choice on, on how we want to go about our day. And uh, that came to me from uh, God bless the dead, but uh, an old coach at, at Western Kentucky, um, Butch Gibber. He used to come out to practice every day, um, watch practice, he'll talk to you about some of the things he see and he'll get when he get ready to leave he'll throw you a butterscotch candy remember the old butterscotch candy he'll, every day he'll throw you a butterscotch he said he'll take this youngin and um, this will make you smile you know and um, and then when he walked off he always said have a great day if you want to and it was something that stuck to me and it's like you know right he is he is exactly right it's a choice you know you get up every day and if you want it to be a great day you'll make it a great day so um, that stuck with me and, and helped me. <laughs> so you woke up and you knew it was a great day because you made that choice, but, but then you got pretty good signing class, so it became a greater day? Well, I think I knew the day before it was going to be a great day. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach, there'll be time to talk about the schedule this fall, and I know you're going to come back and address uh, the troops, so to speak, in a little bit. But spring weekend, there's a lot of anticipation for it. Folks want to see, uh, you know, what Florida State looks like as you get your hands on the offense and the defense. I mentioned there's a big concert after the game, but what does it mean to, to you, the staff, the players, to just have Doke as packed as possible? Um, I think it's, it's always important um, to have it, it packed. Um, that's what we all know dope to be like is packed. You know, we don't want anyone playing high and go seek in our stadium. You know, we want it packed all the time. Um, it should be that way, and, and, and that's a standard. Just like it's a standard for us to compete for championships every week, I mean, every year. Um, that's how it should be at Dope Campbell. It's, it's packed. I don't care what we're doing, it should be packed there. Spring game, it's packed. They just show them all. That's how we do it down here in Tallahassee. <laughs> So hashtag do something if you don't have your there tickets you to the spring game yet. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously, go ahead and get them early. FSU wants to know if you're coming, so go ahead and, and, and get your tickets. Well, there's TB with Coach Taggart. Uh, we'll have more right here on Front Row Knowles when we return. Stay with us. <laughs> Front Row Knowles on 97.9 ESPN Radio is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Now, back to Tom and Keith. Every so often in this business, you get to know and appreciate someone. And uh, my next guest, which joins us via the Earl Bacon Agency hotline, the Earl Bacon Agency, ensuring your future together. This next guest is one of my favorite people, all-time people in the Florida State family. Keith Jones with you here on Front Row Knowles, and I'm excited to introduce and welcome to the show the one, the only 11, Mike Martin Sr. Coach, how you doing? Keith, I'm doing great, baby. We're getting ready to play baseball. This is your favorite week of the year, isn't it? It sure is. It only comes once a year. The players are at an all-time high, and there'll be some things done out there Friday that you'll shake your head at. What in the world is going on? Well, before we, before we go to the weekend series, we have to say happy birthday because someone I know had a birthday, I believe, on Monday. And last I, I checked, last I checked, this is your 39th, going into your 39th season at Florida State, and I'm just trying to figure out how you're still 39 years old in your 39th season. Well, I, I tell you what, 61 came quick, Keith. It it was something that, uh, you know, my daughter was surprised when she was born when I was 14, but it, it's okay. She'll get over it. 
<laughs> Coach, last time uh, you were forefront on the, the recollection, we uh, you were in Omaha and uh, had the unfortunate, uh, if you will, uh, chance to play LSU in two games. And, uh, and uh, the, the last memory for Florida State baseball are the Tigers being victorious and coming home. Uh, as you look back on that 17 season, what's the first thing that jumps out at you? Just the perseverance that our team showed, Keith. It was it was one of the most memorable years of my coaching career. You you got a group that goes into Louisville where <laughs> this is funny. I, I laugh every time I think about it. They had not lost a home series. To an ACC school since they've been in the ACC at home. They had not lost a series at home in seven years. And they're playing us, and we're, we're we got our backs against the wall. We're 12 and 14 in the league. We're fighting for heck to get in the ACC tournament, much less the NCAA tournament. And we go win the first two. And at that point, I said, we got a chance to host. We play well in this tournament. And, of course, you know the rest of the story. But the perseverance throughout the year that what we went through, it's just a credit to the young men. Well, your 16th trip to uh, Omaha, and uh, I, for one, think the 17th season is one of the most special because of that very reason. Had injuries to begin the year, had some setbacks, had to figure out what you were doing. Uh, The resiliency that that squad showed, uh, I think, was a great reflection on the coaching staff and, of course, their internal uh, fortitude. All right, that's behind us. We're looking to 2018, and whoever wrote the book, and I hadn't met the guy. You're old enough. You may have met the guy that wrote the book. But you're supposed to win championships with pitching and defense. And my gosh, your, your weekend pitching, I guess, is the envy of everyone else. Are, are you as excited about it as all the rest of us are? It's it's a doggone good staff. I mean, I'll just, I'm not going to even try to hide it. I, I can just tell you that the whole league is tough. I mean, but with Holton, Sands, and Parrish and Carp, we like our top four. And the guys that are behind them, you've got Clayton Kwiatkowski and Austin Pollock, Jonas Scalero. All of those are lefties and two lefties in the rotation. And from the right side, we've got uh, a couple of guys that we were counting on that are hurt right now. And, of course, that's Will Zerzow and, Ed Voles, I don't know if we'll even get them back before April. They're, they're both just struggling. Kobe Johnson is starting to throw the ball better. He's coming off of surgery. So a couple of very good freshman arms. Uh, when you talk about um, offense, the one thing that jumped out of me about last year is because of the injuries and, and illnesses, uh, what was it, shingles or something like that? Shingles. <laughs> Never, never heard of such with a baseball team, but but welcome to Eleven's world. Um, you've got all these guys reasonably healthy with Mendoza and, and et cetera. This, this should have this should be a club with some pop early, early in the year. Yeah, we need to be sure we don't get too far ahead of ourselves in the so-called power department. We got some guys that can swing the bat. Jackson Luke has played very well for two years thus far with us and um, J.C. Flowers returns as our center fielder and and he's getting better from an offensive standpoint. Very good baseball player. Stephen Wells and Wright gives us a solid defensive guy but I, I really like this Reese Albert kid who is playing he's a freshman that will play some against right-handers. Up the middle you got Cal Raleigh, and, and of course, Cal is going to be a high draft choice, I, I hope. He certainly has uh, the necessaries to be a very good professional player. Switch hit, switch hitter at 6'4", 220, very good-looking baseball player. Up the middle, uh, shortstop second base is something that 
uh, is brand new. Uh, um, Mike Salvatore at short played at Northwest Florida State. Uh, second base is a graduate transfer in Rafael Bornegal. I know you remember Rafael Bornegal. He played shortstop here for us. That's his daddy Very in much. 1987. Very much. So you're going to see Tyler Holton some at first base. You're going to see Rhett Applin at first base and right field and DH. And Rhett is one of our better hitters. So, yeah, when you start talking Applin, Holder, I mean Holton, uh, Luke, Mendoza, Raleigh, you got some guys that are that are impressive hitters. And I'm assuming Mendoza sure. will be at third base the predominant amount of the time. Yes, Mendoza will play third. How how comfortable are you, and, and golly, the game has changed, but how comfortable are you with using Tyler at first on his off days? How often will you do it, uh, or do you know yet? He wants to play first base when he is not pitching. I've got to be careful not to play him every single time he's not pitching. Now, he's going to play a lot of first base. He's an athlete. He's a winner. You don't want people like that sitting beside you. But you also are talking about your Friday night starter. And you don't want him, after 30 ball games, to be tired and not able to perform at his best on the mound on a Friday night when you're maybe on the road. Sure. So sure. we've got to be careful and, and be sure that he's had a couple of days off before he pitches on Friday night. Well, you mentioned your birthday. My birthday was in January. Uh, I turned 59, which makes me younger than you. Uh, although if we stood side by side, you'd still be the better looking one, but that's okay. <laughs> but one of the things I, one of the things I gave myself for my birthday present is, is I just decided I'm going to quit being politically correct. And it's made my wife, Kathy, absolutely nervous. But all that to say this, uh, I applaud you for being the one person in the whole world that said this all time wins record is kind of important to him. Cause most coaches will say, well, you know, it's, a, but you've said, yeah, yeah, I kind of like it. You know, Keith, I, I just don't believe in playing games. I mean, I want to shoot 77, 78 when I go play golf. And when what are you going to do in the back there, nine? What are you going to do in the back uh, nine? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As you said, me said, on the front. You ain't going to see me on the back. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, it, it means something because more than anything, and if this sounds corny or whatever word, it puts Florida State out there. I mean, it won't be a, a record held by me. It'll be by Florida State and the former or head coach. I just love this place. It's given me every opportunity, and I just want to compete. I love to compete. And uh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then we'll see what happens the next year. Well, you lead me right into my last thought, and uh, I guess this is a testament uh, not to the fact that either one of us are very intelligent, but we've just known each other for a long time. And, and how neat is it that uh, Florida State University has the all-time winningest coach in football, don't care what the NCAA says, and potentially has the all-time winningest coach in men's baseball in the same campus? I just I agree with you. I think that's a testament to Florida State, and that's just an unbelievable accomplishment. Well, you said it. It's, it's important to all of us Seminoles and uh... – I mean, all over the country, I'm hoping that can be the case. We've got a long way to go. I mean, it, it's a tough league, and on top of that, it's a very competitive out-of-conference schedule. As we say, 
Shut up and play. Shut up and play. One last thought for you, Coach. Have you had the conversation with Mark Roden of Seminole Productions? You got the new scoreboard out there, right? The new video yes, board. Yes, we do. You, have you had the conversation with him? He has to start using those slimming lenses since that board is so big. <laughs> Keith, I'm looking at it right now, and I'll tell you, it is absolutely fantastic. There will be people coming to the ballpark that will be so enamored by this that they will say, I'm going back next game. I want to see some more action because it can create action literally the whole time that you're watching the game. At the end of the inning, they can create certain things for you. Pitching changes, they can create certain things for you. It's really, really big league, the only way I can describe it. Well, it's a a big league scoreboard for a big league coach. Uh, We wish you the best of luck. We'll be in touch during the year. And uh, as always, thanks for joining us. You're the best. I enjoyed being with you, Keith, and thank you very much. Coach uh, Mike Martin, Florida State's head baseball coach. Uh, 32 wins away, by the way, for that all-time record over Augie Garrido. He'll get that this year, in my estimation. We'll be back to wrap things up here on Front Row Knowles in just a minute. We don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener. Online at ctf.nu. Here's Tom and Keith. Well, we're back to wrap things up. I said we. Tom's not here, just me. And uh, you heard in the intro and remind you that if you've got your do-it-yourself project that needs to be finished, go visit Ron and his knowledgeable staff at Cornerstone Tool and Fastener to get all your power tool needs. Two locations to choose from. 1110 Stuckey Avenue and 3269 Crawfordville Highway. You can call them at 580-1200 or visit them online at cdfctf.nu. Ron and his folks at Cornerstone. Well, Matt, uh, I don't think I've set uh, the uh, radio station back too far by driving the the, the boat, the ship, the car today. (coughs) Pardon me. Uh, Tom Block will be back with us next week. Um, Remind me to dock his pay. Uh, when those pay chubs, subs come out, we'll do. Okay. I'll just I'll just take his pay for this week. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do. I tell you what. Now that I'm in charge, I'll just double your salary, and we'll all be good to go. Works for me. All right, folks. <laughs> Pardon me. Thanks for joining us. This is Front Row Knowles, Keith Jones, with you. We're here every Wednesday from six to seven on ninety-seven nine ESPN Radio. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, if you turn over to the other radio competing radio station for FSU versus Clemson basketball, tips off at seven o'clock this evening. Have a good one. Come back and hey oh, look at what I say.